Well, good morning, everybody, on Friday, January 20th, which, as I said earlier this morning on an earlier show, okay, is Inauguration Day in other years. Okay, thanks for being with us today. My name is Larry Jacobs, and this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Uh, on a snowy Friday here in May, we got about six, eight inches last night, and uh, we'll find out how the weather is in uh, the, the, the it's in, in Washington, around Yakima, Washington today. I'm going to be talking to two two superintendents, our favorite, one of our favorite guests, Dr. Peter Finch, who's the superintendent of West Valley School District in Yakima, Washington, and his high school classmate, I love this, Henry Strom, who's the superintendent at Grandview School District in Grandview, Washington. Those are close to each other, and the gentlemen are still good friends, and they both became superintendents in their respective school districts near to each other. So we're going to talk about the way they've come together, okay, as districts to create a more collective impact for education for rural communities, and I think that's just great. Both of these superintendents are well-known at AASA, our good friends over at the uh, School Superintendents Association, so I'm really looking forward to talking to them both, as I always am. It would be a pleasure to have Henry on and, of course, have Peter back. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. Go over to ace-ed.org. Do it right after the show. Sign up for our magazine. Everything is free. We'd love to send you a subscription. Easy to do over there. Um, check it all out. We keep all the podcasts over there. We'll archive this one over there as well. All right, our SEL today about social-emotional learning. Oh, we have another website about teacher retention, professional development. It's all good stuff. So, please, we're real concerned about equity. We know you are, too. It's access to education for everybody, which is why I'm so happy we're doing this show today. Please check it out. We do a lot of work. We need your help. We want you to be aware of what we do at ACE. Ed.org. And without further ado, let me say good morning to my old friend Peter Finch, and then we'll get to Henry. Hi, Peter. Hey, good morning. We still got some snow on the ground here, too, but uh, it's really? pretty cold. It's, yeah. What elevation are you guys at? Where are you? Uh, we, we, we're, you know, leading to the foothills, to the Cascade Mountains. So, yeah, yeah we, we get some snow on this side, this side of the Cascades. Yeah, we're we're the, we, uh, across the country from you here in Maine. I'm in the foothills of the White Mountains. Okay, so it mm-hmm. might not be even snow in Portland, but here in the little town of Cornish where I live, okay, where I can see the mountains if I go to the top of the hill here. Okay, um, it's snowing pretty good yesterday. I got to tell you, Henry, how's the snow out there in Grandview? Henry, oh snowing. my gosh, it's it's almost gone. Um, I am looking <laughs> at blue skies. It's a beautiful morning, a little, a little rose and pink in the uh, sunrise. Um, it was a beautiful drive in this morning. And if I okay. may, Shachmaitki, uh, which is good morning in the Achishkin language. So it's it's good to be here with you, Larry and Dr. Finch. Henry, thank you. And please say that again, will you? Give me that word again. Shachmaitki, uh, which means Shach good morning or g- good day. Yeah, there good you go. And, good job, Larry. And, and, Thank you. And say the I thought language. You, I, thought you guys, I thought you guys have to say Dr. Finch. That's the first time I've ever heard Henry call me Dr. Finch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got to read the climate I'm in. <laughs> what, what, what Indian nation are we talking about when you gave me that? Shachabashti. You've got that down, Larry. You're I got quick, it, buddy. Uh, I got buddy. it. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. a member of the Confederated Tribes and Bands of the Yakima Nation. The Yakima so that's 14. Nation. The Fourteen tribes and bands. Yeah, fourteen tribes and bands of the Yakima Nation. Yeah, uh, brought together all... under the the Treaty of 1855. And 
do they all speak that same language? I know they all speak English, but when they're the mm-hmm. native language, is that all the same? It's a common language that's understood among the 14 tribes and um, even across the Columbia into Oregon with some of the neighboring tribes there. It's, it's a, a language that's understood um, uh, commonly. How beautiful. I got to tell you, that's just great. Yeah, this is all, start, all of central start. Washington, Larry. It's, uh, it's, it's so important, man. So it's just, you know, being an old history teacher especially, it's just so important. I have to ask Henry a very important question here before we go on about how you guys are working together. And, Henry, you went to high school together. How did Peter actually do in high school? Does he still owe a book report? Is that true? Henry, tell us the truth. Uh, Peter, okay, okay, being real here, I remember Peter as uh, a musician, and I believe his dad was a band teacher at the time, or um, I remember that. I remember Peter uh, played uh, football, and I remember him being an outstanding athlete. Um, I remember him being a leader in the school. Uh, I don't think we took any classes together because I'm a year ahead of uh, He's my elder. He's two years. You're my elder, Henry. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but Larry, there, there are nine current superintendents in Washington and Oregon that graduated from our high school. Nine. So, and Henry is actually the elder of the nine. <laughs> what, what, was, what was in the water, Peter? What was in the water? That I think it was, it was definitely, there was definitely a message to go and make a difference in your community. And uh, that's Miss Rigdon was a counselor. Uh, oh at the middle my school and, and really had that message. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are taking me back. She was a huge, huge influence in my life. She was a, a native uh, woman that was, and as a, a young wow. native uh, person growing up in public schools, you rarely saw people that look like you. I'm sure you've heard this uh, this theme before, Larry. Just the brief intro to your show. I, I feel like I've got a context of who you are and what you're working on. Um, so to see her and to she started uh, a Native American club for us. And oh wow! Actually, there's some students. Uh, Dr. Michelle Jacob has done a wonderful job of uh, capturing the impact that that work and that Dr. Or, uh, Sue Rigdon had on a number of Native wow. youth uh, in this region. So, guy, you took me back, Peter. That was a well. And then Henry came back. Henry came. Wow. Yeah, Henry came back and taught at Wapato. I came back and taught at Wapato. Uh, Henry talks about how he had a, what is it, fourth grade class where two of your students now have their doctoral degrees? Yeah, yeah. I, I was with wow. uh, Michael St. Mary as a, a young student intern and uh, Anthony Craig, who's also a cousin. And this is growing up on the reservation. This is We laugh about it, but it's a reality. Um, Anthony was in my, in my class and Michelle Jacob. Um, and it's a small world. My son is now dating Michelle Jacobs. There niece. you go. <laughs> Oh dear! And they both they both have their doctorate. One is at I believe the University of Oregon, and one at the University wow. of Washington. Yeah. Wow, ducks and husky. A strong strong focus ducks on education. Both my yeah. well. <laughs> both my parents were teach were, were music teachers at Wapato. Mm-hmm. Both my parents were music teachers, and then guess what? My grandfather was the band director, music teacher at Grandview, where Henry is the superintendent. Are you Peter, yeah, did my you dad teach and music? all my Peter. Wait, did you teach music, Peter? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a that's a little secret. I actually, once upon a time, I did teach some general music at sixth grade, long time ago. <laughs> People know me wow. as a social studies teacher. 
But that's I what I'm thinking. With, but you uh, did teach, you did teach music. Well, what what's your instrument, Peter? I got to ask now that we're into that. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Uh, I yeah. do play the French horn once a year because my dad is well. still a choir director at a local church here in Yakima. He started in 1972. <laughs> that's, that's 50 years. That's and we do an annual Christmas concert. It's a benefit for Habitat for Humanity. My dad actually got the Golden Hammer Award for Habitat for Humanity for wow. all the fundraising we've done to build houses through music, if you can believe that. And uh, I, the, the group has gotten larger, uh, larger over the years with all the grandkids now playing and singing and performing. So, yep, I'm still, pretty impressed. Uh, still sing. You guys are but, something, uh, i got to tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Keep talking, or Henry. You were saying something I mean, a minute you know, ago. Go ahead. You're learning yeah. about the connections here. We got we got great connections, but we maybe should pivot and talk about how we've turned those connections into this regional effort to yeah. improve outcomes for kids and communities here in the Yakima Valley. Because it's been amazing work that's happening across district boundaries, and and I think a lot of it is this willingness to work together, and and certainly not competing as districts, but working together for the betterment of all, all the kids in our valley. Henry, do, yeah. do, your, do your districts, are they contiguous? Do they join, or, or are they? No, they no, no actually, we're at, we're at um, opposite ends of the our region's uh, collaboration. I'm in the lower Yakima Valley, and Peter's in the upper Yakima Valley, and our demographics um, aren't um, similar. Uh, Peter is uh, in a more affluent community, well-diverse, and I'm in a, um, a predominantly Latino community. Yeah, 93% uh, Hispanic, I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and um, but, you know, some challenges with finances and such, as, such but, um, man, it's a wonderful, wonderful community. It is a gem. It's a gem. Yeah. What about, interesting, what about, Larry. I, I must ask, wait, but what sure. about Native American sure. kids? 93% Hispanic over in Grandview. What about the, 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 uh, the Native American kids? Where are they? So Grandview is located on the historical lands of the Yakima people. Uh, Yakima people, wow. uh, as Peter said, uh, a lot through central Washington, almost up, extending up into Canada and down into the far farther side of Oregon. Um, we are not on the reservation, and uh, Grandview does not have a large Native American population. Actually, two years ago, there was uh, one young Native student, and he was – uh, from the same tribes that I am, uh, he's uh, enrolled Yakima and a Nez Perce descendant. And uh, I saw him in the hallway, and I saw him. I saw his cap actually uh, in the large crowd. I looked, and I saw this cap down the road, and it was a Pendleton cap. And I kind of gave him the res head nod, and he looked, and he came over and introduced <laughs> himself to me. <laughs> the red head nod. I love that. That's the truth. That's the truth. The red head nod. There you go. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. So let me. Oh, but, Larry, go I, Peter. Wait a minute, Peter. Peter. Oh, just I was, gonna, I was you, just going to share, Larry. That um, go. go. So yeah. it is interesting that we, uh, you know, we have do, we do have different demographics. Yeah. Uh, West Valley is a very interesting district because it is actually part it of is. it's in the city limits of Yakima, but then it goes mm -hmm. all the way west up into the Cascade yeah. Mountains. We have some students that have to travel very far in the bus to get down to school because they're they're uh, like past the Tampico fire station all the way up into the mountains. So it's west, west. Someone did ask me, where are we in relation to Yakima? Well, it's called the West Valley School District. So we are west of Yakima west, going yeah. up into the mountains. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was a recent uh, congressional directed spending from uh, Senator, U.S. Senator Patty Murray's office yeah. that has come to this coalition that we are working on for collective impact. Uh, that was $1.2 million to expand early learning, 
and food security in the rural areas of Yakima County. So Henry is in the southern, very rural area. And then in West Valley, there are some western parts of the school district that are very rural. And that's how you know, West Valley became part of the coalition, is, is trying to do this outreach to these rural areas. And what yeah, about the I districts? Do, I, in be- wait, wait, guys, what about the districts? Henry, you can answer this. What about the districts in between? How many districts are in this coalition? So this, this is, I think this is appropriate given that we're just coming off the heels of uh, Martin Luther King's uh, celebration, right? And, and yeah. he had a What's dream and a vision. So several years ago, Grandview was approached by Heritage University, uh, and they had developed um, a, a relationship with some funders out of, uh, with, affiliated with Save the Children. And so that program started... Um, our work in this region with collective impact. So we, we in Grandview, uh, jumped headfirst into Save the Children and got amazing results in a year and a half. And then we're approached to um, take a look at uh, stepping into collective impact work. And it was, a, it was quite an extensive interview. Um, and then we were asked who we wanted to work with. And so we, uh, we did uh, choose two districts that are uh, neighboring school districts. And it was more for uh, convenience and wanting to make sure that our first efforts, you know, got off to a good start um, by working with folks. The vision is that it climbs up the valley, um, gradually uh, moving and morphing um, up the up the region to bring resources to all kids that's that's the vision and i feel like we're getting some traction um just yesterday in our meeting or no two days ago i'm sorry peter brought a a, quite a team down here to grandview and our backbone uh who has to be mentioned here Susie diaz who's just an amazing uh, leader she already has three or four uh grants that are on the horizon that are similar uh, to what uh, Dr. Finch has already mentioned. So um, it's exciting work and, and daunting at times. You just mentioned, you just mentioned, I'll, I'll, throw, this, I'll throw this to you, Henry, you want to swing at the Peter, you can. Okay, you just mentioned resources for all kids. Okay, and I, I wanted to ask you, what, res, what when you say resources, what are the resources? Are, is it, it, you know, does it go beyond education? And by the way, I want to mention something else. Okay, Peter, and we talked about this many, many times where I first met him, he's on the uh, School uh, uh, Superintendent Association, the AASA, Early Learning Cohort. Okay, and mm-hmm. he's very active in making sure kids mm-hmm. get a good foundation. Okay, so when we're talking about the resources for all kids that you guys are putting together, okay, with others, what are the resources we're talking about? I'll throw it to Henry, but if you want to throw it to Peter, you can. Okay, I'll I'll start it, and then definitely Peter can jump in here. So okay. I do feel like um, Save the Children's one of their early focuses is on school readiness. So their mm-hmm. first heavy lift is um, getting into homes and helping with literacy and school readiness. So yeah. that yeah. work is what really uh, I think first put us on the radar with Save the Children, the national organization, which by the way uh, their president Yanti has been here in Grandview twice, which I I oh, cool. feel like is a good nod that you know we're we're doing yeah. something. Um, and we're we're serving a pre- predominantly Latino community, which I believe Save is trying to um, grow their ability to work in diverse communities, and I, I respect them uh, for that work. So, so we started with the in-home uh, literacy, and we we did an amazing job. We have uh, tutors that go into homes, <clears throat> and then COVID hit, 
um, resources. Yeah. Uh, I, I have shared in our region that we had semi-trucks coming in with a variety of goods. We had uh, disinfectant wipes, fans, uh, masks, diapers, uh, food goods, um, uh, meat, um, a variety of things coming in. We had drive-through uh, food distributions yep. several times a year. And it wasn't um, just our community. It was also in Sunnyside and Mapton. Um, those are the types of resources. And then where I started really getting curious and wanting to do something different, um, in our region, um, uh, collective impact is not necessarily a new idea. With uh, leaders like Steve Myers and Kevin Chase, who've led our ESD, we've been working together with the University of Washington for well over two decades around this idea of educational leadership. So that, that foundation's Good. there. And through one of our Zooms, uh, one of the superintendents in the upper side, up, up in uh, Peter's region uh, in Highland and uh, Natchez, talked about food shortage and the, the anguish he had as a superintendent recognizing that some of his families were going without food when we were in the midst of the pandemic or food, you know, food shortage. And here we were in Grandview with these resources, and I thought there's got to be a way to get this to morph and grow so that we can serve more families. Um, also, uh, a nice benefit has been some mental health support with a, a local community oh, yeah. partner. Wow. That's part of our Yakima Valley Partners for Education. Wow. Peter, want to add anything? Well, just it's amazing work. I think there was a readiness to benefit, like Henry said, because of the work we've been doing for many years re as a regional um, you know, support uh, and really a focus on improving education, improving the classroom instruction, and doing that mm -hmm. together as superintendents. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the work, you know, with improvement science, <laughs> Anthony Brick calls it networked improvement communities. And uh, so, you know, we've taken that idea of having net learning networks in our district. We have administrative learning walks monthly, so we have a network in the district. Then regionally, we have the South Central Washington Improvement Network, like Henry talked about, in a partnership with the University of Washington Center for Educational Leadership, and that's a regional work. And then I, I do see the value of having national networks because you can learn about best practices from across the nation. And um, in, in this collective impact when you're an uh, educational leader, I really look at the value of having these partnerships when you focus on the transition points. So early mm -hmm. learning, a transition from early learning into the system, and then oh. transition to post-secondary. So mm -hmm. partnerships with all the uh, colleges, partnerships with uh, workforce development. When I, when I became a, a district leader, I, I didn't know anything about uh, workforce development. I didn't really even – I mean, I think I knew maybe there was some Department of Labor money that comes into a region, but I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't know much yeah. about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah there's, a whole, there's a whole network for uh, workforce development with the money from the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act. And then economic development, which is making the conditions to attract businesses to the region. That's a whole other side of the equation. So just these transition points, early learning and transition post-secondary. And then that's where AASA has, has stepped in and, and provided wonderful cohorts through the leadership network. Yeah. So I belong to the early learning network. Yes, we have uh, Jed Waters in our district as part of Redefining Ready, which is really looking at post-secondary. And then we have Minerva Pardo as part of the authentic family engagement cohort. And then Great even lady. our uh, assistant superintendent has been part of the National Instructional Leader Academy. So there's some wonderful cohorts that AASA has done. And then they've added 
the ASA Learning 2025, and that's with the yeah. leaders from the Successful Practices Network. That's Bill Daggett, Ray McNulty, Dr. Robert Peters, and that's really looking at the student-centered, equity-focused, future-driven education where no learner is marginalized. So having part of these national cohorts and then bringing that back to the regional work has been amazing. I think you had asked Henry about the other districts. So it's uh, yeah. Mapton is next door to Grandview, Mapton, Sunnyside, and now Granger, like Henry said, mm-hmm. is starting to build more partners. Uh, <laughs> Superintendent Granger, Brian Hart, uh, he was uh, very interested in, in uh, joining this work. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, and and got to give a shout out to Joey Castilleja down at Mapton, great leader there too. So, you know, having everyone at the table and coming up with Honestly, what, what is this uh, theory of action? What's the logic model where we can uh, implement strategies to get better outcomes for kids? Uh, it's, it's great to be working as a team on this. And I guess I, the other thing I just want to share is that if people are interested, the Yakima, Yakima Valley Partners for Education, the website is yvpartnersforeducation.org. Oh, thank you. And that kind of shows the cradle-to-career focus. And the areas are, number one is kindergarten readiness, and number two is third-grade reading, Number three is middle school attendance, and number four is uh, graduation rate, uh, and number five is post-secondary enrollment, number six is post-secondary completion, and number seven is employment. So if you have that going in your community, you're going to have a healthy community, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, give me that website again. You you said that very quickly, Peter. Sure. Slowly give me that website. Sorry, I kind of talked too fast. That's okay. Yeah, YV as in Yakima Valley. So YVPartnersForEducation.org. Okay, I'm writing that down. Give me a minute here because I'm a slow typist there. Partners sure. and then, for and Education.org. Wait a minute, hold on. Education.org. I'm linking that right here on, on this. Uh, on the When people listen to the show, they'll be able to uh, connect through. Okay, yeah. I got and the hub right of that okay, is why, Heritage University. Yeah, uh, yeah why be part of the Is that a Native American school? Well, I don't know. Her. Well, no, Heritage no, University it's not. is. Yeah, it's, it's it was, amazing. It it, their outreach is for underserved uh, populations. It's located on the Yakima Nation. It's in Toppenish. And it's one of only two universities in the nation Toppenish. that are designated by the federal government as a Hispanic serving institution and a Native wow. American serving institution. Yes. Yes, and that's been recent work. I, I've great. been affiliated with Heritage for over a decade. Um, I'm on their board of directors, and um, and they have a subcommittee that focuses on working and with indigenous indigenous populations. And that uh, identifier has been an area of focus. And there's been some amazing growth at Heritage University with graduates that are um, uh, supported by the Yakima Nation on scholarship, sure. uh, as well as Heritage University, and coming back out and serving community. Um, Peter did a wonderful, wonderful job of of talking about YVPE, and in this broader concept of collective impact, I'd like to shift subtly uh, to some recent work that that we're, as a region, um, embarking on. And it does have its hands in uh, Yakima Valley Partners for Education and our recent evolution. We've been accepted into Strive Together's uh, national network as well which is going to bring yet another layer of professional development and resources, um, which we're learning about currently. Um, so, so the work that I, I, I'm very proud of, and Peter's been a part of this, um, many districts in our region reside on uh, the Yakima Nation, uh, the boundaries of the reservation, and several on the historical lands. 
And there's been a movement with land acknowledgments uh, across our country. Sure. And as an enrolled Yakima member, I wanted to figure out a way to be a little bit more efficient and respectful of the sovereignty of the Yakima people and the Yakima tribe. And so we're, we're working on a collaborative where the superintendents in our region are working in conjunction with Yakima tribal leaders to be a little bit more efficient around uh, how we do uh, land acknowledgements. And then there's a curriculum that's been developed in the state of Washington, um, not necessarily for uh, indigenous people, but it's about indigenous people uh, since time immemorial is the name of the curriculum. And it's a resource for public schools to help nice. educate our, nice. our community about indigenous people. And so we're trying to poise um, districts to feel comfortable with um, a Yakima interpretation of since time immemorial. And so we've had two meetings, um, super, super well attended. We've had tribal council representatives there present, endorsing, supporting the work, and superintendents in our region um, definitely rolling up their sleeves, uh, eager to learn. Um, we've had indigenous leaders, some uh, wonderful Wapato connection, uh, Kwasa Sutterlich, who was uh, one of our uh, lead, lead uh, teachers at the December 5th uh, convening, and then also Elise Washings, um, uh, front and center, and then Dr. Maxine Janice and Dr. Trevor Green, who's uh, Yakima superintendent as well, were all um, helping out, and Dr. Craig, who we mentioned at the start of the show. Um, it's wonderful, wonderful work. Also catching the attention of Strive Together, and, and this is where things really start to get a little bit exciting. Um, there's uh, the Warm Springs people in Oregon, and then there's some tribes down in California, the Klamath, that all sure. are affiliated with Strive Together, and we're trying to figure out how to help Strive um, find a way to enter into Native communities, and that's early on. And I, I'm hoping that that work is going to bring additional resources into this region. You know, my wife used to work years ago a, a lot. She works for uh, public media, but they were doing a lot of work with the, the Bureau of Indian Education, BIE. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things, you know, being non-native, okay, we learned, she and I learned a hell of a lot about what was really going on out there, which made a lot of it. Everybody's got good intentions, but believe me, things are tough out there if you are a Native American. That's all I have to say. Okay? Can I get uh, an amen, the, Larry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. And the, uh, in fact, we were watching this uh, TV show uh, called the 1923, which is a prequel mm -hmm. to the Yellowstone uh, series mm -hmm. and, and and the treatment of the American Indian in that show. Just we just looked at each other. You know, you're just in disbelief. You can't believe this stuff. And I'm talking about 1923, not 18, not 1622. I mean, it's un, it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, but I'm curious. Okay, since I got you both here, and especially you, Henry, how are the Native American kids doing these days? Okay, are, are are they assimilating easier? Are they do they see the vast opportunities? This is what you're trying to do. You're trying to get these kids to, you know, be like every other kid and see the vast opportunity for an intelligent group of people. What's the word out there these days, Henry? Larry, I'll ask Henry I, this I, one. 
Larry, can yeah. I flip that on you? Uh, sure. Can, and I think sure. about your entree into your show and the variety of resources that that uh, that you have and that you're influencing. The work of equity, it, I don't believe it's on indigenous youth to figure it out and to navigate, right? I feel like it's our job as leaders Absolutely. to help our systems, systems change Agreed. and more to recognize the strengths of, of all children, of Absolutely. all children. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearkening to, I've been listening to a lot of Martin Luther King's speeches and his, his dream of serving all people, right? Definitely yep. African-Americans were at the front and center of his work. I, I feel a kindred spirit there. I, I feel, if I, if I may, that that's my hope, right? Um, so how are Native kids? I know in our region that we've got several districts that are doing some amazing work with the Achishkin language and um, getting, yep. having kids graduate. Great. With foreign language um, recognition in the Achishkan language, Wapto School District, our alma mater, is one of the ones that's doing a lot of work there. Mount Adams School District, um, I was a superintendent there previously, and Dr. Oh. Kurt Gualianoni is there. Elise Washings, who I mentioned earlier, has been instrumental in uh, recent work with uh, Mount Adams School District. Kids are doing better, and yet we have miles to go. Um, yes. you, you, you mentioned boarding schools, and boarding schools, uh, that is historical trauma that is alive and well today. As I shared even uh, just yesterday in our WASA SCR meeting, I have relatives, uh, my grandparents on both sides, um, went through boarding schools and yes. had different experiences. Some of them appreciated um, the learning there, um, the, the, as ep evidenced in 1923, some of the uh, how do you keep house, right? Those yeah, are the but, benefits. Yeah, but the problem but was they were trying to destroy your culture. It was gen it was absolutely it was not murderous, but it was yeah. gen it was genocidal. Absolutely, in, in nature, I, I, I and it wasn't it. genocidal in murder, but it was genocidal. Well, it was to a certain extent, but it was genocidal at those schools and culture. Okay, they oh, were trying yeah. to destroy and this incredible culture. Can you imagine teaching a person of native descent how to clean their house? Well, how low can you get? You know, how to sweep. <laughs> Okay, come on. Keep going, Larry. Jeez. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's nauseating. It's well, nauseating. Well, Henry, I appreciate uh, Taylor yeah. Sheridan for, for bringing that because um, yeah. there was a lot of uh, discussion about Canada, right? It's always easy to look at another country, and, oh, my gosh, the same thing was happening here in the United States First of America. up there. Yep, yep. Yes, yep. yes. And so I appreciate him bringing that front and center and that that is a part of the indigenous experience here in this country. And, you know, it reverberates. I was sharing uh, in our meeting uh, the other day that I had an uncle that was uh, hiding under his bed because he didn't want to be taken to a boarding school, and they took him from under his bed, kicking, screaming, crying at seven and eight years old, and they put him in a boarding school. I mean, those things, though... So it, it is difficult at times for Native people to come back in and accept public schools. There's a lot of trust that needs to be earned by public school systems in the way that we engage with Native American people. I feel like that's where the real work is, and um, it's not necessarily all on Native communities. I feel we as public educational leaders, right. we right. have an obligation to uh, come in with some humility apologize for what's been done to Native people uh, in public school uh, institutions, and let's, let's get better, right? As a country, that's our promise, that we're going to raise children and, and give them 
full access and opportunity to all of the good things that our communities have to offer and to give back. That, well said, my friend. Well said. I mean, we, this is it, it's an equity question. Everything always boils down to that in this country. You know, Ken Burns, it it, Ken Burns said it. He said no matter what mm-hmm. you're studying, okay, it, it boils down to race. He said no matter what you're studying in American history, it boils down to race. It just keeps popping yeah, and up. Culture and and, and yeah, Larry, we, we would be remiss if we didn't give a shout-out to an elder who has done amazing oh. things to, to – Keep the language alive, the Siskin language, and that's Dr. Virginia Beavert, who got mm-hmm. her doctorate at age 90 from the University ah, of Oregon, served out. as a professor after that at the University of Oregon, and has continued to keep the language alive with her students now teaching kids in our system, and uh, she is now 101 years old and still going strong. Yeah. She come in every day? And there's, a, there's talk, another elder that's been talk, at the wait, front wait, center. Wait, 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 talk about this. Wait, does she come into school? At age 101, or is it virtual, or what's happening? Who's Peter? That's amazing. All, I well, would say all of that. Uh, she she uh, she supports um, Dr. Sutterlich uh, at Heritage University, and uh, uh, she works with Dr. Jacobs, or not Dr. J- Jacobs, right. uh, uh, Mr. Jacobs at Wapato High School, uh, right. again our alma mater, and he you got is, a Mr. Uh, Jacobs a there. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know she's done, yeah, she's done something <laughs> virtually, but she, yeah. she's affiliated yeah. with Heritage University. Um, wow. Yeah. A hundred and one. God bless yeah. her. And she, she's authored a couple books. Um, I have one oh my here on God. my desk. Uh, this is a great read, The Gift of Knowledge. The Gift of Knowledge. And she's authored this, and it's about her... Uh, growing up as a Yakima woman in the early 1900s, um, it's, it's a great read. Wow. So, Larry, yeah. I, I like what yeah, uh, Peter. Henry was saying about it's up to the systems to, to change, to get better outcomes, right, to have more yeah. equitable outcomes. And that, that's why I really uh, appreciate your work, Larry, on the American Consortium oh, for Equity thanks, and buddy. Education and the, and the opportunity to highlight, you know, through the awards that you, you, you know, anyone can nominate people for an award and, and get some recognition for the work they're doing in equity. Uh, when, in, in my mind, I'm always looking for 100%, and, uh, and it is possible. And, I, and, we, and I've shared that like, in early learning, we've had 100% of kids at some of our schools to have um, reading in the spring, they come in maybe at different levels. We're working hard to have kindergarten readiness, but in the spring, we've had 100%, and that's been at, at some of our rural schools, our high-poverty schools, 100% of students reading at grade level by the end of spring of kindergarten. And uh, when, I was principal, I, when I was principal, <laughs> I had 100% graduation one year, and everyone was making a big deal about it. And I was like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed exactly. to have every kid Thank with you, a vision Thank for you, their future, mm-hmm. yeah. What, yeah. what they're going to have an idea post-secondary, what they're doing, why they're here at school. They've got a vision for their future, and they're going to graduate and be successful. So I'm really proud that uh, this year in, in, at, at West Valley High School, uh, we have 100% of our students are taking college in the high school speech. So they're getting a <laughs> college transcript 100%. Uh, through and it's through Eastern Washington University, and uh, and we know that when students graduate with uh, college credit, they're more inclined and more likely to go to college, and they're more likely to complete college. So we set, you know, we got to set up our system so that students mm-hmm. are going to be successful as they come through our system and be prepared for their next their next uh, level of learning, whatever that is. 
You guys are so good. I, I must ask you guys, do you guys know uh, Mary Templeton at Washougal Schools? Oh, of course. Yeah, she's part of that yeah. Learning 2025 network. Yeah, Mary's great. She's been on the show. and she, I, I stole a quote from her when she was on our podcast a few weeks ago. And she said, she said, we always did a great job for some of the kids. She's, now we have to do a great job for all of the kids. Mm. Okay, and that's the way she mm-hmm. defined equity. I just love that. I'm trying. We're trying to get her to yeah. write us an article for the magazine. She's just so terrific down there in Washington. Yeah. Proudly, it's proudly, like, uh... I might add, and braggingly, always looking at Mount Hood out her office window or something. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make well, me again, very I think jealous. A lot of this is yeah. uh, getting outside of your focus of just internally on the district and looking at how community partners can support this work. Well, so in know, our we region, about, we, we have... We, we, wait, we got about oh, five minutes left. Wait, well, i got to yeah. ask you a question. we got about five minutes, and sure. that's about all, okay? Yeah. Both of you guys are educators. Both of you guys went into this, you started out as teachers, and you made it up to superintendent, okay? Then look at all the things you have to be aware of, the whole community. This is way beyond, quote, education. What you guys do is a job, and what you're doing here is way beyond education. When you were thinking about all this did you ever think of what this would be part of what you're doing to 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 be part of this greater greater thing than just your school just education to help people in every aspect of their life peter what was what's your thought on that okay you're well trying, yeah a lot of it is the way you, you don't know what, yeah yeah you don't know what you don't know so yeah. mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. kind of point is like once once you understand and once you know something and and you become educated you got to do something with that knowledge right there's like mm-hmm. responsibility i feel mm-hmm. and so uh when you start getting connected with these other organizations outside the district like there's we have investing in children as a regional coalition for early learning and that's not just educators that's got the whole health and wellness side yeah, of it exactly. yeah, so yeah. you know connecting with Look doctors offices and all that you know that then then you can see like the the power that you can do working on that side of the transition and then uh for post-secondary the career and technical education we you know this idea of working smarter not harder so we have a <laughs> regional general advisory council and uh, we're all working together to connect with businesses because if you're going to ask a business to meet with Grandview, meet with Mapton, meet with uh, you know, all these other districts, you know, that's just not going to happen. But if you do it as a regional, uh, working you know, smarter, not harder, then you're going to be able to see amazing things happen. So an example of that is we've got these registered apprenticeships happening now that kids can move into. Uh, you, as a senior in high school, you make $30,000 a year for on-the-job yeah. training, can you get believe? high school credit, mm-hmm. college credit, an hourly wage. It's just amazing. And then that type of work actually attracts the funders, right? They see that you are organized as a region. We've had Absolutely. the governor send discretionary funds to the region to do more of the apprenticeship work. And then, like uh, Henry was saying, Save the Children has been a great conduit yeah. for funding look, with look, the Gates look, Foundation, the Balmer Group, all this. Washington Student yep. Student Council. It's it's just amazing. Yeah. Who, who so I would answer Larry. Yeah, go ahead. Greg. I would you answer Larry. Two minutes. Go ahead. Two okay. minutes. Now, I would say not in my wildest dream did I uh, ever envision <laughs> that this is what I would be doing. And yet, man, I wake up every day and I'm like, God, it's a great day to go to work. You know, we, we sit in community. And I, I was heavily influenced by Dr. Raj Chawala, the author, of, the author of Results. And he talked about it's not solely on public schools to educate uh, children and really helping you sit and get un- understand that and y- and that's when you reach and engage community. The other thing I would offer, because uh, I understood I have two minutes, sometimes we're slow to understand the research and implement the research. 
heavy, heavy research on collaboration through professional learning communities or professional learning teams. I've always believed, and I say this humbly, a good concept in education should be able to walk up the system. So if it's true that uh, the seventh grade math teachers at Grandview Middle School should be collaborating getting, and getting uh, comparable outcomes, the, the same should be true for Dr. Joseph Castilleja at Mapton um, and Brian Hart at Sunnyside and Ryan Max, I'm sorry, Brian Hart at Granger, Ryan Maxwell at Sunnyside, that we should be working in conjunction and getting the same results uh, exactly. for the children in our region. And excited exactly. that Peter has joined us this year. Um, he brings a wealth of knowledge, as you well know, um, and expertise, and I feel like it's going to help accelerate this growth up our region. Yeah, but I think Peter still owes that book report from high school. I'm telling you. Guys, we got to go. I, I, actually go owe, I actually owe I owe the baseball coach some laps because Mount St. Helens blew, and I didn't, and I missed some signs. I didn't, and 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 a, th a third of the baseball team was Stroms. It's all Henry's brothers. Charlie played second base. Greg played third base. <laughs> And Teddy was out in left field. I, thank goodness I was a left-handed first baseman, and there was a place for me. But it was mostly Stroms, I tell you. A left-handed first baseman. I like it. Okay, guys, we got to go. Hey, listen, you got a whole day in front of you. It's 11:10 here where we're at. I just want to tell you, having you on the show is great, and the work you're doing is terrific. And uh, I'll make sure AASA gets a copy of the show too. Okay, Peter, great All to right. have you back on. You're always welcome here. You know that. And Henry, it's great to know you, man. Thank you. Great. A pleasure to meet you, Larry. I hope someday to meet you, you in person. I hope so, too. All right. Maybe that'll happen, all right? Have a good day, guys. Enjoy what's left of your snow. It's snowing its bags off here. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Thank Thanks, you, Thanks, Larry. Take care. Thank You're you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Henry Strom at uh, Grandview School District in Grandview, Washington, and Peter Finch over at West Valley working together with all those other superintendents. Great stuff. Okay. And it all, I got to know them through AASA and just good stuff. All right, we'll archive over at ace-ed.org with a big thank you to them and a big thank you to you, the audience. Have a great weekend. I'm Larry Jacobs.